This is episode number 303 with founder of MindBodyGreen.com, Jason Wacom. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome, everyone, to this episode number 303. Thank you so much for being here. I am so pumped because I just, I feel like I have like the luckiest life because I get to sit across the table from just brilliant minds and pick their brain and learn about their mistakes and their success stories. And I get to share them with all of you. And this is a favorite part of my day is when I get to make these connections I get to grow myself personally, and then I get to share with all of you what I learn along the way. And I just feel so blessed and grateful that you guys continue to show up and listen and support this podcast. It means the world to me, and I just uh, I feel like such a blessed human being. So thank you for spreading the message. Again, we are in 303 episodes now, and uh, it just keeps getting better. Each week, I meet new amazing people, and I continue to feel like, the luckiest guy alive. So thank you for being a part of this journey with me. And our guest today, his name is Jason Wacob. He is the founder and CEO of mindbodygreen.com, which is a huge health and wellness site that gets over 12 million unique visitors a month, has held over 4,000 contributors. It's really the authority in the health and wellness space online. And He's been featured in the New York Times, Entrepreneur, Fast Company, and Vogue, and all over the place. Uh, he has a BA in history from Columbia University, where he played varsity basketball for four years there. And in his book, Wealth, How I Learned to Build a Life, Not a Resume, is out right now, and we cover a lot of things about his experiences and where he came from and where he is now, including how he shifted from earning $800,000 a year as a trader on Wall Street to starting his own business with Mind Body Green and why he left that lucrative job on Wall Street to doing Mind Body Green. Working in a company where you are passionate about and really how to come from passion and skill and not just focus on the money up front and why that's important. The importance of company culture. I don't care if you have a uh, a company of hundreds of employees or three employees. Um, the importance of building that, and Jason talks about how he's done it. Also, establishing a trustworthy brand, how to build and establish a trustworthy brand, and what it's like to work with your wife or partner in your relationship in business. He covers how he handles this, working with his wife in his company as well. This and so much more on today's episode. Thank you guys for being here. All the show notes, the full video interview back at lewishouse.com slash 303. And without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this episode with the one, the only Jason Wacom. 
We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help, and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter. Where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group. Where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season. Where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door. Where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatness podcast. Very excited about our guest. His name is Jason Wachub. He's got a new book out called Wealth. Make sure to check it out right now. It's Wealth, How I Learned to Build a Life, Not a Resume. Thanks so much for being here. I Thanks appreciate it. Thanks so much it. for having me, Lewis. Pumped pump to have you. I was in your office, uh, Mind Body Green office, what, probably eight months ago or something. Yep. Talking about my books. Now you're here talking about your book. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to place it here so people can see it in the video as well. So you got this new book out. I'm curious what inspired you to, to write this book in the first place. So I'm 41. Yes. And uh, two years ago, my 39th birthday, I woke up in the morning and I decided I wanted to write a blog post. So I wrote a blog post, 39 life lessons I've learned in 39 years. Mm. Stream of consci- consciousness just sort of happened, uh, posted incredibly well, went viral. And uh, a couple of days later, a literary agent wrote to the general inbox at my buddy green and wow. said you know read your blog post i think there's a book here uh you know love to talk to you wow. and so i never wrote back i thought like yeah this isn't a book it's a blog i'm not naive to this stuff yeah. i got enough going on uh i don't have time for this so I never wrote back and then a couple of weeks later she sent a package to the office with a letter saying here's a book you should read this book I think your book could be in similar structure and format and take a look at it. And so I was traveling the next day, actually going to Ohio, uh-huh. and I read the book on a flight. And I, after I read the book, I was like, holy cow, I think I could write a book. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and then signed with her, and that was it. So the blog post, I never really intended to write a book, and it just happened. Wow. And what was the book she gave you? Do it you was a Regina Brett. God never blinks. Okay. Like 50 life lessons from 50 something. Same, you, you know, Similar same, type yeah, of yeah, yeah. And so like, oh, supposedly like a great bestseller written from a woman in Ohio or like a daily column. And wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So that was like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. I said, yeah. Never met with another agent and just started writing. Okay. Um, now you played basketball at Columbia, right? Columbia university. Yes, sir. Yep. For how many years? Four years. Four years. Yeah. And you got injured too, right? You had a career in injury? Lots of injuries <laughs> yeah, that I'm still walking around with. I'm in one piece. Exactly. <laughs> but it, did it? Did you have an injury that ended everything for you? No. It was a number of little things. Mm. Uh, you know, had a third degree ankle sprain, which has still screwed up my right ankle for life. Dislocated shoulders. Yeah. Uh, started to develop back pain. 
but didn't realize how bad it was until it really hit me later on in life. But you're also six, what, six, seven? Six, seven, yeah. yeah you're pretty tall. Yeah, so I walked out of that feeling pretty good that I could, I, I was in one piece. Yes. I do yoga now, I'm retired. <laughs> yes, uh, professional yogi. Yes. Yeah, okay. What do you think was the biggest lesson you learned from your sports God, so much. I, you know, I, I talk about this a lot at work. I think I learned more from playing basketball in college than I ever did it in school or about being an entrepreneur or CEO. Like, really? yeah, like things, I think little things like you take for granted, like showing up on time. Of course. Yeah. Work can't ethic. show up late. At right. Practice. Work ethic, passion. Uh, you can't turn it on and off. You know, my coach would always, you know, get on us you know if you were dogging in practice like you can't just go through the motions and practice and turn it on the game you got to play hard all the time right uh you know i think i learned a lot about losing how you handle losing when i got to columbia we were terrible uh we lost a lot right and uh you know my coach armand hill who i talk about in the book who's now with the clippers uh you know he, he would get on us he'd say listen a couple things guys like one like losing says a lot about your character like how do you handle losing mm. can you rise above it do you blame people? Very easy to blame other people when you're losing. Do you get used to it? Do you become complacent? You, when lo- you know, you can't, it's got to upset you, but how do you react? Do you, do you react uh, as a team? Do you grow stronger together? Mm. Uh, and leaving Columbia, we actually started to win. Felt good about that. Became, you know, pretty decent. And just, uh, you know, I, I think learned a lot about how you handle adversity and losing yeah. very easy when things when you're winning when things are going great but how you react in adversity and yeah. dealing with losing is- it's interesting because you know i don't know if you watch ufc at all I'm I, wa- I do not I, I don't usually watch it but <laughs> conor mcgregor is oh, just yes. like yes. fascinating to yep, like yep, yep. watch him talk and 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 you know fight and just how he positioned himself as a branding you know it's mm-hmm. incredible for me so i watched his last fight where he lost where he was like hasn't lost in three years or something, yeah. and he talks so much about how he's going to win every time, and the way he handled it was incredible. Yeah, like the way he was like, "I'm going to learn from this. I, I'm going to take it like a man." And yep. uh, my competitor was incredible, and big props to him. And this is just going to make me stronger. Yeah, I was like, "That's a great way to look at it." As yep. opposed to, uh, "Well, I jumped up two weight class. He jumped up two weight yep. classes. Was, oh, I jumped up two weight classes. Excuse, excuse, excuse." Yep, exactly. He was like, "Nope, he beat me." I want to learn from it, get yep. better. Accountability. That's it. And uh, it was a sh- it was shocking, but I guess it shouldn't be surprised to see that. But um, that's it. A lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, will blame things or they'll blame yep. whatever else is happening on. So yeah, you got to let it sting, take the lesson, yeah. and move on. That's it. Yeah. Who was the most influential person in your life growing up? God, a lot of them. You know, I don't know if there's one. You know, my mother, deeply influential. Mm-hmm. Parents divorced when I was when I was young. Uh, you know, my mother was everything, you know, I think I never, you know, something I, I definitely don't take for granted is this idea, you know, as a kid, my mother was a type of, of parent who, who, who led me to believe I could accomplish anything. Yeah. You know, if you work hard, you can do it. Everything's possible. And, uh, you know, something you don't realize as a kid, but like, that's really powerful. Not everyone has that. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, I became an eternal optimist. Uh, she, she mentally trained me to be an optimist, whether that's I great. knew it or not. Uh-huh. And it's something a lot of people don't have. And so she was deeply influential. I'd say her and then, you know, various coaches along the way. I think yeah. you always learn more from the bad ones than the good ones sometimes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had some horrible coaches. I had some really bad, a college football, one of my college football coaches, the first one, he just constantly yelled at me, constantly swore at me, constantly like broke me down. And I was just like, this is not 
working for me. Yeah. You're not getting the best out of me by yep. doing this. There's some coaches that know how to talk to each person on the team yep. in a way that's going to resonate to get them to be their best. Yep. Whereas this coach just talks the same way to everyone. Yep. For some people, it might work, but yep. I think an effective leader learns how to communicate to each person yep. and understand no, where they're at. No right? one-size-fits-all approach exactly. to anything in life. Exactly. Um, so what was the most important lesson you learned from your mom? Was it to be positive or? You know, I, I think it's you know, something I talk a lot about in the book and it's a big part of my life is, is having a gratitude practice. Yes. And this idea, you know, I remember as a kid, like, you know, complaining about something, you know, I thought, you know, someone over here had it better than we did. And uh, my mother, you know, spoke of the parable, uh, the boy with, with, uh, with no shoes cried until he met the boy with no feet. Right. And this idea of, of really being grateful for what you have, uh, really important lesson. There's, you know, especially in life, I'm a type A, you're a type A, you know, we're used to, you know, you're working hard, you're kicking ass, you're mm -hmm. taking names, you have goals, you're used to reaching them. Uh, but it's also this idea of balancing that with just being grateful for what you yeah. have. Yeah. You know, it's very, it's very easy to get lost in that. And I think there's always someone who, who has more, whether it's money or always say a perceived better relationship. Cause I think with relationships, everyone always thinks someone has a better mm -hmm. relationship. Um, you know, better abs, better, bigger home. And I think it's very easy to get caught up in that. Right. So how do you balance that? Like if you're, if you're a person who's really passionate, who has goals, who works hard, how do you passion that with this idea of just being grateful? I think it's a balance and I think we, we all struggle with it. And so I, I learned a lot about that, like this idea of pushing versus pulling and being yeah. thankful. Sure. Do you have a rich, uh, ritual routine every single day that yes. with gratitude, but everything else, like you said, yes. yoga, what is that? Yes. So literally I wake up and I repeat, Thank you. Thank you. Over and over in my head mentally, mm. silently. I just have done it for years. Uh, you know, I, I just do it with it before, before my, my feet touch the ground. I repeat, thank you over and over. I literally have it on our, our wall at home, have a gratitude, a mm. mural from a friend, Peter Tunney, the artist gratitude with two T's. He says it's gratitude is an attitude. Have that at our office at work. Mm. Um, and so I see that, you know, the first thing in the morning, I repeat, thank you. And thank you over and over. And then I brush my teeth and I meditate for 20 minutes. Then I'm off to the day, off to the office. Yeah. Cause you yeah. know, it's one of those things you just, you don't want to, especially living in the city, you don't want to wake up and next thing you know, you're, you're running late and you're yes. catching the subway and someone bumps you. And then, you know, asshole, I missed the train. I'm late. And then right, you right. Know, 9 a.m. It's like mentally you're in a different space. Yeah. Your day's ruined. You've already messed it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what happened with you after, after basketball and after Columbia, what, what did you go through before mind, body, green? Sure. Uh, so, Keep in mind, I graduated in 1998. So wow. back then, there weren't really startups. There right. was there was no you know entrepreneurs uh, didn't really exist in that. There sense. weren't blogs really or websites. No, there was or... nothing. I remember when like we just got email at Columbia. Yes. Like, what is this? We right. can email professors and tell them we're going to turn the paper in late. This is fantastic. <laughs> uh, and so back then, you know, guys either went to Wall Street. They maybe became a lawyer if they had grades or if they had an aptitude for science, maybe they went to med school. Uh, I didn't have grades and I didn't come for money. And so I was like, I'll go to wall street. I need yeah. to make some money here, right. pay off my school loans. Like I saw money as, as freedom as money was something I always wanted. Uh, so I became a trader uh -huh. and uh, you know, 
learn pretty quickly. In my second year made eight hundred thousand dollars, which wow. second year second year. Yeah. Twenty five year old kid making eight hundred yes. grand. Uh and that's pretty good. It, it was it was good. It was this was in two thousand. Um, wow. And so saw the Nasdaq go from like eighteen hundred to five thousand and I saw it go back down too. Uh but at any rate so you're I, living like a king. Yes, and I was living in a small apartment in Chelsea. I didn't spend money on anything. Wow! I spent I spent a lot of money on, on food and experiences, food and or... restaurants, and a lot of a lot of booze. You're back, probably booze stacking back the then. money then, lot, saving a lot of drinking and going out. <laughs> okay, so maybe not saving. So you blew a lot of it. I did. It lasted wow. a long time though. That's um, good. And so learn very quickly, you know, here was something I always wanted to make money. And then boom, I have this, you know, I remember it was my second month. I made like $280,000, huge month. <sighs> 280 and, grand in a month. Yeah. Uh, second month working. I, know, I still, I, I still have yet to. Second do, month working. No, 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 no. Second month and second. It was the second month of uh, second year. that year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Where I made the 800. Um, <laughs> and so at the same time, you know, my relationship was falling apart. And so. I was a mess. I was miserable. And it was mm. such a contrast. It's like, okay, on one hand, I always wanted to make money. I worked hard and it was finally, you know, arriving, so to speak, paid off all my college debt, you know, bought my mom a car, all this great stuff. Wow. And then on the other hand, like this relationship, which I thought was the relationship was falling apart and I was a mess. And I'm like, this money buys happiness thing. It's just not there. I, w- I would have given anything at that moment to go back just to making what I was making. And have this relationship be intact. Mom. And so it was a big eye opener. You know, like, I'm not happy. Um, and so that, that happened. And, you know, I did like trading. It was a great experience. You know, felt, it was like playing sports again. Every day was a game. Yes. I liked the competitive nature. Yes. It was it was great. But so the then, guys involved. Or so yeah, it was all like a lot of great people. Uh, and then 9-11 happened a couple of years later. And then I was mm-hmm. sort of done. Like I had one foot out the door at that moment. I just, you know, it felt the yearning for, to do something else. You know, I thought there were, I wasn't really creating value in the world. I was just making money. And, and like I started leaving work early. You know, read about people, you know, starting businesses that uh, they were passionate about and this idea of, you know, life and work becoming one. And that wasn't me. I was checked out. I was already out the door. And so yeah. I decided that I needed to move on. Mm. What do you think are the building blocks of wealth? Wow. Uh, you know, I think that wealth is a blend of mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and environmental well-being. Mm. And so... You know, I think the way I see true wellness, it's this blend. I don't think it's just, you know, self-help. I don't think it's just fitness or just nutrition or just the environment or just business. I think all these things are interconnected, Mm. uh, becoming our best self. And so I sort of leave like the building box. I think, as we touched on, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's a one size fits all approach to anything. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, each individual has to decide, you know, which elements are important to them, where they're lacking, where they're not, and decide, you know, where they need to make change in their life. In a yeah. lot of ways, you know, I think wealth is the book that I wish I had 15 years ago when I was going through this, where I would just would go to Barnes and Noble and just read anything I could read on, sure. on becoming a better person, a healthier person. And, uh, you know, and I think it, that was important to me when I did this. Yeah. You know, how, how do we reach people who, who aren't in this space? Right, right. So how did Mind, Body, Green come about then? Sure. So 
so I left, I left Wall Street, became an entrepreneur, had some things that, that didn't work. Uh, the cliche is true. You learn yeah. more from the failures. Yep. Um, and so I was running an organic chocolate chip cookie company that wow. was in every Whole Foods in the country. That sounds amazing. Yes and no. Cookies were fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The business of making cookies was hard, the, huh? The business, and it's the only business, the natural products business, uh, where what you invoice is not what you get paid. Right. Yeah. That's it's, hilarious. It's, it's, it's fascinating. And, and you and, don't get paid for six months. Or oh, right? God. Net, net 30 is like net 90. And, and oh, my it's, goodness. Uh, it's tough business. But, but um, so I was running that business and doing a lot of flying that year. I flew almost 150,000 miles oh, domestic. I'm six foot seven. That's misery. It is. You have a back problem just from that year. <laughs> well, yeah. So my back got really bad. So oh. I had two extruded discs pressing oh. on my sciatic nerve. So L4, L5, S1. You got to go. I could see you. Oh, screech. my gosh. I mean, I'm 6'4", <laughs> and I know the pain of flying just yeah. 6'4", so I can only imagine. I'm already against the thing. You know, I'm a yeah. fly coach. Luckily, you know, I've got so many points that I get upgraded almost I, every I, time I do now. that all the time now. I don't wait. It's just like, it's just not worth it. I'd rather spend an extra 500 bucks than be... In pain and miserable. Yeah. So that was me. Uh, <laughs> could, not, could not walk. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, excruciating sciatic on my right leg. Uh, could not walk. Uh, and then when you're going to meetings on these trips, you're probably not fully present or you're not fully healthy. No, you're just, your back's bad. Just you like, can't. Oh. It's everything. It's everything. Wow. Um, so went to a doctor. He did an MRI and x-ray and you know said, you have these extruded discs. You need back surgery. Non-negotiable. Oh, so like, okay, let me get a second opinion. Yeah. I so sought a second opinion. Uh, he said the same thing. You need back surgery. You know, maybe a cortisone shot will help. Uh, I tried that, didn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> and he said, you know, maybe some yoga or therapy could help, but you still need surgery. Right. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll try yoga. I'll see what happens. So started doing some really light yoga, you know, 10, 15 minutes in the morning, at night. Uh, started to, to explore like stress, sleep, nutrition, the environment, all these things affected health. And so this is all happening simultaneously and while you're starting to feel better. Business. Yeah. So I'm starting yeah. to feel better. And then over the course of weeks, you know, starting to walk better. The pain is moving up the leg, which is always a thing with back pain. Like the further south it goes, the worse, the further north it goes, the right, better. Right, right. Uh, and then over the course of months, I'm, I'm fine. Wow. So I've never gotten surgery. No surgery. Totally fine. So yoga practice, yep. sleep, yep. nutrition. S nutrition. You know, I was a guy who, you know, I looked great at the time, but I was a mess. <laughs> like fast food everywhere. I, I, so I ate so much steak and I still eat meat, but not a lot of it. Uh, I ate so much steak at the Palm Steakhouse in the west side of Manhattan that my caricature is on the wall. Wow. One year. So it's like Adam Sandler, Joe Namath, and, no and, way. and me. Yeah. Wow. That's how much steak. That's so my idea food. of health was steak and like 10 martinis. Oh my gosh. Um, and so started eating more plants, like started to look at like the power of spirituality and having, you know, and, mm. and, and the environment and all these things were interconnected. And I was like, whoa, everyone's got this thing wrong. Like mm. I was, my mind was blown because this happened to me. And the, the other thing, like a, a spiritual level, you know, I started, uh, I found out about the chakra system. Mm hmm. And I read something like the root chakra, the lower back is associated with like money worries. And like I was broke at the time and wow. getting engaged. I had no money to buy the ring. And I'm like, oh my God, this stuff <laughs> all makes sense. It's Long not crazy. <laughs> well, it's like one of those things where you say things like out there, a new age. Then when it hits home, you're like, holy shit, there's what yeah, else yeah. is, what else, you know, yeah, and you yeah. can't get enough of it. And, uh, and I was like, everyone's got health wrong. Everyone, every print magazine's about vanity and weight loss and, it's this lifestyle. It's mind, body, green. No one's talking about this for like the normal people like me. Wow. And then uh, launched the site and the rest is Wow. History. What year was this? 
so 2007, we had the idea for the site. I found my, my co-founders, Tim and Carver, and we were both doing like different things. And it was a, it was in beta, like right. a side gig. And then 2009 is when we officially launched. Really? Yeah. September of 09. So oh. we've been at this for a while. Started with a blog post today. At this for a while, but also not that long at the same time. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included but you don't take yada yada in life so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too. in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know, if no. you look at it, it's like, you know, you've been at, what is it, seven years now you've been yeah. at it, but you've built an incredible business. You've yeah. got how many employees now? 33, I think. 33 employees yeah. plus many more contributors, I'm yeah, assuming. 4,000. 4,000 contributing writers. Yeah. Amazing. And how much content are you putting out every day now? I think we do 12 to 14 pieces a day. Gotcha. Yeah. You do events, you've got courses, you've yep. got it's expanded many different yep. things now. Um, and how do you feel over the last seven years by constantly living this practice, sure. sharing this information, sure. ma making other people better? How, sure. How does it feel? It's awesome. I love what I do. You know, I think, you know, energetically from a people perspective, uh, you know, I, I think you are a combination of the five people you hang out with most. Mm. And in the past, you know, five or six years, I've gotten to meet like some of the most amazing, awesome people yeah. like yourself and health yeah. and wellness, like doing amazing things. And you meet these people. Right. Rituals. And, yeah, yeah. And we're friends and we hang out and like, you just can't help but like feel the energy and yeah. be inspired. Like, it's just, it's like, you know, someone over here, it's like, you're writing another book and he's doing <laughs> this. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, awesome yeah, yeah. you know it's just you can't versus like in some environments with friends it's like what are you doing well how are you gonna make money or what is that you know yeah it's just a different 
conversation. So like I'm continually inspired and fulfilled by the community, which is just awesome. Um, so it's been great. And then growing a business has been fun and great and challenging and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I think one thing personally, I definitely have to be careful of is I love what I do so much. And my wife works with me. I work a lot. Could be a hundred. Oh, so it's like seven. I've yeah. had moments from like all this wellness is making me sick. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's hilarious. I, I, I got to find time for myself. You right. know, it's great if I'm you know helping people change their lives, but I got to also take care of myself. You Make know, sure you continue to do your yoga practice, right? Meditation, yoga. You know, going to the gym. I, I've evolved and and I will continue to evolve. But like something you never want to. I think a lot of people in wellness have that problem too. It's like they they love what they do and they work so much, but it's yeah. like what what happened to my practice yeah right whatever that may be interesting yeah i'll find myself you know there's certain things that i my way of being is consistent with gratitude and acknowledgement and yep. support and appreciation but sometimes i won't meditate every day you know yep. it's like although i talk about the importance and the value of it right. all the time on here and i'm bringing on meditation experts yep. um and sometimes i'll just do it at night and i won't do it in the morning and it's like well i yep. get to make sure that i continue to fall through on what i'm Yep. You know, what we're talking about, it's yep. easy to slip out yep. of any of these things. That's why I continue to have these conversations. Yep. You know, if you probably weren't doing Mind Body Green, it might be easier for you to slip out of the practice of everything. Oh, yeah. If I weren't doing Mind Body Green, I'd be doing yoga all day. I'd be doing <laughs> meditation. I'd, well, mm -hmm. and then you could go the other way too. Yeah. You know, I, you know, but it's, it's that balance. Yeah. Um, what's been the, the most inspiring thing that's happened for you since starting the site? Wow. Uh, you know, I think, I think the people, I think, you know, meeting so many people who are, you know, have healed themselves, like people like Chris Carr, mm. Joe Cross, Terry Walls, I could go on and on. Joe like, Cross is the juice guy, right? Yeah. Classic, nearly yeah. Dead. Phenomenal. Awesome. Like, all these. That's where I first met you, I think. At the I first screening. saw you there. Yes. I didn't actually talk <laughs> the to first you. First The first sighting. I was like, there's another giant in the room. I can see him. <laughs> Too funny. Yes. Um, you know, just meeting people who are, you know, have, have, have risen from, you know, uh, insurmountable circumstance. Yeah. And, you know, that's just always so fulfilling. And some of the letters, we emails we get from people, mm -hmm. like they change their lives. Like that's, you know, it's like you, you see things like that. It's like, this is why yeah. we're doing what we're doing. That's I just cool. love that. What's been the biggest challenge for you over the last six, seven years? Got hiring, scaling, managing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one thing when we first started out, when it's like five people in an office where it's like, do we want to do this? Yes. <laughs> no. Can we do it? When do you think we could do it? Okay. Done. Versus, you know, setting a meeting, setting an agenda, structure, structure, yeah. scaling, headcount, process, yeah. you know, organizations start to form where, you know, I have reports and they have reports. So cultures develop within you know, many cultures and how are they all aligned with, mm -hmm. you know, the culture I want and what type of, what type of people work out? You know, so, you know, we, people who are good, you know, employees from maybe one to 10 aren't great from 30 to 50 and then 50 to a hundred. And, you know, how do we get tighter in the interview process? Like, oh. what are the things we look for? Like, mm -hmm. now we have data of people who have succeeded and who haven't. Wow. So it's like, That's what are the things, what are the questions we ask? Like, what are the qualities we look for? What are the questions we ask? And how do we make sure we get the right people? Because we could have the greatest mission, the greatest product, the greatest everything. But if we don't have the right people, mm. not going to succeed. And so right. how do we find, and I think we're, we're, we're getting quite good at that. Yeah. And then, you know, managing is something I think no one inherently is a great manager. It's something you have to work at and yeah. learn. Yeah. Uh, 
and so that's been fun and challenging mm. and you know it's 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 fun and challenging what's the mission for you right now you know i think it's this idea of helping people live their best life and to me it's through this lifestyle mind body green i think it's you know mind body green by design it's 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 one word not three it's all connected and you know i think just just li- having someone living living their best life when it's just self-help focus sort of misses the other components mm. uh it's this blend once again mental physical spiritual emotional and environmental well-being uh so starting with that broad mission and then giving people the best content then people helping them live that way so it's online courses you read an article about meditation you want to learn meditation we got a class uh you want to experience you know connect with community you know we do events Mm -hmm. uh someday we'll probably do products but things to help you live better so like give you the tools if if you want to become a better person we want to be able to give you everything Mm. how do you build a culture that isn't focused on business growth but more the things that you're teaching people to live every single day. You know, sure. you're you're teaching and put out content about lifestyle sure. and health and sure. wellness, but you got to pay bills. You need both. And they, you know, I'm sure their salaries aren't, uh, you know, cheap sure. for everyone that you have on your sure. team. So how do you, you know, lead in a way that gets people to step up and be productive every single sure. day so that they're bringing back two to 10x whatever you're paying them? Sure. Uh, but also to make sure that they're living a healthy life. Sure. So something we've learned in the hiring process, you know, I go back to, you know, basketball coaches used to always say you can't teach height. <laughs> you can't. No. So I think, I think for us in hiring and the or co- speed, culture, yeah, you can't teach, you can get a little faster, yeah. but you can't get a little bit taller. No. Uh, so what I say is you can't teach passion and work ethic. So how do we find people who are really passionate about what we're doing? Mm-hmm. And then how do you find people who work hard? Yeah. If you don't either, you sort of, you work hard or you don't, you know, it's lazy or you work hard. Right. And and maybe as a kid, you can come out of that, but as an adult, you know, either have it or you don't. So I think for us, it starts with, you know, hiring people who fit that profile, you know, and then you talk about like, do they have a certain skill set? Can they do the job? But like, are they passionate? If you get people who are passionate and work hard, I take that any day over the week yeah. for someone who's got a great skill set, who's lazy and who's a pain in the ass. It's like the guy on the basketball team that just always dove in the floor for the loose ball. Yeah. And always like was there for the rebound and always took the charge. It's like yep. you'll take him on your team all day long. Yep. Yep. Any, any coach would take that player. Yeah. And so it's finding that. And then, you know, my job, you know, are, are we, are we, I'm steering the ship. Like, do we, are, are we going the right way? Is the ship going the right way? Is the, is the plan sound? Do we have the right people on the ship? And then making sure we're, we're going where we need to go. Right. Um, how much of the the success of the site do you credit towards your team? A lot of it. Yeah. You know, I think you're only good you know, as your team and, and yeah. the community. And I, and I think, you know, I, I said, you know, we have a team of 33 people, uh, everything we do depends on them. Like you can't operate a business if the CEO is gone and right. you know, the wheels fall off the wagon. Um, and then also the larger community, you know, our, we're, we're Miami green, I think is the center of content community and commerce and largely community driven. We have 4,000 contributors who write for us. A lot of the best contributors are some of my best friends or people yeah. we, we go out to dinner with, we hang out, we do courses with them. So they're a big part of this. Like, how do we, you know, how do we shine a light on people who are, who are doing great things? How do we create revenue opportunities for them? Like, that's important. How do we give back? Like, you know, giving back community, I think means a lot of different things, mm-hmm. to a lot of different people. Um, 
I think community is in our DNA. You know, it started when I was going through this, I didn't, I didn't say like, okay, how do we get community? Like, let's go get it. Where do we get some of that? Um, <laughs> I say I was smart enough to know I didn't know everything. It started, you know, asking questions and meeting people. And next thing you know, they were blogging and, and right. meet more people. And then they started blogging and it's this very authentic thing. And so they're a big part of this too. And like, you know, it's been fun. Like Rich Roll, you mentioned, it's like, I'm at Rich in 2010. Yeah. I've known for six years. I like, wow. watched him grow and before us grow. Before his book? When did his first Yeah, book? before his book. My wow. wife, Colleen, went to Stanford and read about Rich in Stanford Magazine. Wow. I was like, we should talk to this guy. He's cool. I'm like, ah, he's just another Stanford swimmer. He's born. <laughs> and she's like, she did an interview with him, my wife. I was like, this guy's awesome. And, you know, seeing him grow and then us grow mm. and then we collaborate and we both grow together, like that stuff's just That's really awesome. cool. Yeah. What's it like working with your wife? It's good. You know, our, our problem is we actually work well together. We don't sit next to each other. That's um, she's the chief brand officer and, and our one of founding partner, you know, uh, we work very differently. We don't sit next to each other. <laughs> our problem is we're so passionate about what we do. Like this is work and life are really one. Um, mm -hmm. we have trouble turning it off. We don't have kids yet. Hopefully we'll have kids this year, uh, next year. And so, it's just the, the the phrase last work comment happens a lot with us. What it was to, I mean? Let's like last, last work. I got last work comment. One last thing I have to say before you go and to then, bed. Okay. So we, so we never, it's, it's hard for us wow. to, to shut off because we just love what we do. We're growing. And yeah. so we're constantly, I guess what else would you talk about? If it wasn't work, I know we, we joke that like, what did we talk about before when we were together <laughs> before, my, before Muddy my Muddy Green? Like we were, we had all these other my things. My back pain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a great problem. We've gotten better a little bit about that separation. Yeah. But it's great though. Like I think when you're, you know, when I think passion values and work are aligned, it's mm -hmm. like magical. Like I, I it's a pretty sweet I life. love it. Yeah. I what else it. do you look for? Right. I mean, what else is there? I had the other thing where you just, Make the money. Make the money and then walked out and you were done. And I just, it wasn't for me. Mm. What's your biggest fear? You've got this big site. Sure. Thousands of contributors. Sure. Credibility. Sure. Sure. Name. Yeah. All that stuff. You know, uh, credibility, you know, there's this great line, uh, you know, it takes years to build trust, seconds to lose and a lifetime to regain. <laughs> Our brand, our community, our trust is everything. So like it's, you know, how, how do we, how do we, you know, be careful about that? How do we cultivate that? How do we grow? And also it's scale. Like we've got 10 to 12 million unique visitors a month. Like we have serious scale. Like we've got 33 employees. So like how, how do we, how do we guard that? How do we nurture that? How do we grow that? But also at scale, mm. I can do it, but I can't do it for everyone or I could do it. So how does, how does every employee like think the same way about mm. the brand and, and what we're doing? And, and that's something we're really focused on. So what is your biggest fear then? That's what, so how do we, how do we maintain the mm -hmm. DNA? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's every, every startup sphere. You know, how do you maintain that trust, that culture, the, the relationships, you know, as you grow? How do you lose that? You don't want to wake up someday and, and go in the office and be like, what the hell happened? Like, why are we doing this over here? And mm -hmm. who's that guy over there? And right. who ordered pizza? Sure, like, sure. we don't, you know, what are we doing with pizza? You know, not, right, that, right. not that like that's a bad thing. You know, sure, pizza is fine every once in a while, but, uh, you know, I think, so how do you maintain that? How do, how does everyone as a culture, as a, you know, grow mm. in a way that I think is authentic to my money green? How mm. does that drill down and also be sustainable, become a business and get great people. And so that's yeah, right. like a big thing. How do you do that? Like you have to, 
and you can't micromanage that, how do you set up the infrastructure? How do you find the right people and then plug them in and build those pillars, that strong foundation? Because yeah. if you're, you know, we want to build a skyscraper, we want to do big things, like the foundation's not set, pillars aren't there. Sure. You're going to be patching up things. You're going to, you're just never going to be able to build. It'll take, of course. you know, so. What's the biggest lesson you've learned about yourself from writing this book? Uh, that's a good question. You know, I, I shared a lot. <laughs> I, uh, I tend not to do that in person, maybe unless I really know you. Mm. Uh, but what are two or the three things that would shock people that you wrote about in there that you shared? You know, God, I was talking with, uh, Amanda Chantel Bacon from Moon Juice today and, uh, she read the book and she was saying, she was like, I just kept on like thinking of you as this idea of like, a trader playboy like getting smashed every night with women she's like i couldn't picture you as that or like you know doing stupid crap in high school and cheating and drug eating all that stuff um but i wanted to share that you know i think within within the world we live in today um where social media in a lot of ways is driven by instagram we're in a culture where people project perfection Uh and that's nice but you know no one's perfect. I wanted to show I'm a normal guy, like mm. a lot of people, you know, yeah, sure. I'm six foot seven, but like I'm a normal guy, like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a normal guy that, you know, if you walked into a bar, you'd have a conversation with, maybe we'd have a drink, a laugh or what have you. Uh, and so I really wanted to, to let people know who I was, uh, because I do think it's a problem when, you know, in this age of social media, we're constantly only showing the good and perfection and, and no one's perfect. I'm far from perfect. Mm. And I think, shooting for shooting for perfection is is dangerous and i think you know it's this idea once again of of what's the lifestyle like what works for you like no one's perfect like i talk about you know just in diet in terms of like yeah i I, sugar's toxic sugar's terrible sugar's a devil but you know what sometimes i want a good donut and that's okay i love donuts you know that's okay and yeah, so yeah. it's just you know i wanted to show people it's okay so, so even though you're promoting mind body green yeah we're not perfect you're not vegan uh, raw vegan no every, and i've tried I, i've i've been vegan i've been paleo i've been vegetarian like yes i believe in a plant-based diet like where i am today like i eat yes. mostly plants but like every once in a while i'll have meat i'll have sand you know i it just yeah. i'm a human yeah. and i think perfection unless you've got a health re- you know some health issues like lifestyle is the only thing that lasts and you got to find what works for you. Exactly. Yeah. What's your vision for the next five, six years? You've been around six years or seven years now. Yeah. So it's come a long way. Yeah. It's evolved in many different, you probably didn't know you're going to have courses or events. Maybe you did. No. Um, but what do you see happening in twice the amount of time? Sure. Sure. Uh, how much, how much traffic you get? How many posts you're putting out? What are you guys creating? Well, that's well, two things. So I'll talk about, so, on the macro level, I think more of what we do. So like more mm-hmm. content, better content, a lot more classes, courses. We're going to start to do trainings. Really exciting. Uh, become more of a platform to help awesome people, like get mm-hmm. their word out, have more of a conversation, sure. which I think, you know, once again, community, how do we support community, create revenue for community events? You know, we love events, connect with people. Like that's really important. Once again, sort of gets lost in this day and age. Sure. And I think we'll do product at some point, like not to just do product, but like you got to give people the tools, you know, media is just one way of giving people tools to help themselves better. But if there are products that can also go along with that, that probably makes sense for us. What type of product would you love to have? You know, I'd love to do, you know, a yoga mat, 
Mm-hmm. You know, work with someone awesome on that. Or, yeah. you know, it's like one of the first questions I always get from a guy who, who, you know, start starting yoga. Some of my, my older, my older guy friends are like starting to, you know, feel the, uh, feel a case of the forties, so to speak, <laughs> you know, like I'm going to go to yoga. What match should I get? Right. So it'd be great to collaborate with someone on that. Sure, sure. Um, and so, that, I think we want to do more of everything and also also stay true to the mission. Like we're never going to do anything just to do it. You know, what's the, what's the purpose? And then, uh, you know, traffic uniques, all that stuff. I actually think we're in an interesting time in media. I think it's evolving where mm-hmm. we're in the age of platforms. Metrics are changing. So it used to be uniques were sort of everything. Uniques are still important. You still need scale, but like, got Instagram, you got Snapchat, you got Facebook, total platform platforms. And so you talk to different people in different ways on different platforms. And what the platforms are doing too, is they're creating ways for you to live on their platform that are unique to that platform. So they don't have to go back to you. So to survive and to thrive in this new environment, you need massive, massive scale, or you need a really strong brand. Ideally both. So like where we're going, like I think our brand's really strong. It can live on platforms where people remember it. They know the content and they come back to our site. Um, And that's where we're at. So I think media is like at this interesting, you either like are going to go really go big or just try to like carve out your niche and still have like a great business and mission driven. And so that's what's and like the middle is falling out. That's what I'm seeing with media and talk to a lot of smart people about that. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to invest in all these platforms, right? It's, it's not cheap. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of time. Or are you going to yeah. carve out something and build your audience authentically and serve them? And it's hard to do, hard yeah. to do both. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're going to go over here. Who are, yeah. Who are, who are <clears throat> a couple of the brands or sites that really are inspiring you that you're like, wow, these guys are just doing it well, doing it right. And they're just accelerating because of that. You know, I look at everything. I think on the, uh, I look at everyone. I, to be honest, like I don't know if I'm like blown away by anyone. Really? I see people carving out where they're going. Mm-hmm. Some people I look at like, okay, they're going for the massive scale. I see others where I'm like, you're kind of gonna be left in the middle. And I see others starting to like carve out their niche. Um, you know, I go back to sports uh, mm-hmm. metaphors with so the great John Wooden and coached at UCLA. You know, famously like was never a big scout, so to speak. He always mm-hmm. said. He was aware he did a little scouting, but didn't spend a lot of time on scouting. And he said, if we just need to focus on what we do, and if we focus on what we do and we execute, we will win. And that's how I sort of look at it. Like I'm aware, but like I said, everyone internally, we just need to focus on our plan and our strategy and execution. And if we do, we'll be successful. We're going to be successful. And it's not about winning or losing either. It's like, how, how do we become the best we can be? Of course. Yeah. I love that. What's something people don't know about you that you wish they knew more of you? Uh, you know, I, I think it goes back to this idea of balance where, you know, I am, I'm in the middle of the wellness world. Like I, I know the all the best doctor, the heart of it, you know, know all the, the best doctors, the nutritionists, the yogis, you, you know it. Um, and, and, you know, my buddy green's driving a large part of this conversation. And, and, but I also, I really believe in balance. Unless you have, you know, as I mentioned, serious health issues, I believe in balance. I believe in finding a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I do not believe in this one size fits all approach yeah. to health and wellness. Like I, I think it's insane. I'm six foot seven, 41, 
probably like 225 pounds, which I don't weigh myself anymore. Uh, I'm taking a guess. Uh, what is good for me? It's insane to think would be good for like a five foot two, 18 year old female gymnast. Right. You know, and I think this idea that, you know, in the wellness world, it's very dogmatic where it's like, you gotta be this, or you gotta be that, or you gotta do that. Uh, I think it's not great for a lot of people who are new to this. And so I think I'd love for more people to know that like, it's okay. Like balance is good. Like strive for making improvements in your life that make sense. And it's a lifestyle because if it's yeah. not a lifestyle, like if, it, if you're just going to go all in and then you can't maintain it, sure, you're going to fall apart. That's true. And, you know, I, I want people to like, I'm not this insane. I get questions like, are you vegan? Or are you paleo? I'm like, no, like I believe in, the, I believe in those things, but like I am a conscious omnivore, even though I believe in the power of plants and eat yeah. more vegetables. And I think that's like the joke, like that would be the best, sell, the, the worst selling book of all time. Just eat vegetables. <laughs> and that's the diet. If you stick to that, you're yeah. going to be okay. Uh, so I wish people knew more about that. Like I, I, I believe in balance, mm -hmm. you know, I am not just some guy who juices and does yoga every day and meditates. Like I am a normal guy mm -hmm. who, you know, extremely blessed, works hard, uh, have great people around me, but I'm a normal guy mm -hmm. and I do what I can. I, I find a lifestyle that works for me. Right. And so, you know, here it is like the guy is the CEO of, you know, one of the, probably the, the, the media company that's driving the health and wellness revolution. But like, this is, I'm normal. Right. I'm right. not nuts. Right. Right. Exactly. I love <laughs> it's it. It's okay. Yeah. I love it. Uh, final few questions. Sure. Uh, what are you most grateful for in your life recently? Oh man, like my family, my mother, my wife, uh, my team at Mind Body Green, like, you know, my health, you know, all the little things you just never want to take yeah, for granted. For sure. This is the three truths question. I don't know if you heard my podcast ever. Yes. End, you have? Okay. So it's the last day you have a piece of paper and a pen to write three truths. Your book is gone. Mind Body Green is gone. Where'd it go? <laughs> it's deleted. <laughs> it's erased from time. Everything's gone. But it's many, many years from now, and you get to write down your three lessons, th three things you know to be true about everything you've learned in life. Mm -hmm. This is the message you give to the world since they can't read anything you've ever put out there before. Mm -hmm. What would you write down as those three truths? Gratitude is the key to happiness. I would say the key to success is the combination of belief and passion and i would say that true love only comes along when you are a hundred percent when you are when you are in love with yourself and know who you are mm, those are good i like those those are good <laughs> those uh, house approved i approve that i like that one uh, before I ask the final question, uh, make sure to go get Wealth, How I Learned to Build a Life, not a resume. Go pick it up right now. You can get it in bookstores and Amazon and everywhere online. Also, go to mindbodygreen.com. Uh, subscribe. Become a part of the community. You guys have a lot of great content. Yes. I check it out all the time, so make sure to go there. Where should we follow you specifically if we want to connect or yeah, I'm say on, hi? I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Jason Wachob, W-A-C-H-O-B. There you go. Um, before I ask the final question, I want to acknowledge you, Jason, for, for being here and for showing up and for having awareness. Because I think that 
it's so easy for people to get caught up in wanting to make money and be driven to make money. Mm -hmm. And the awareness you had with your health, with your back, with noticing that, hey, this isn't really serving my higher purpose right now. And shifting, leaving yep. a, a successful financial, you know, job, and going into the unknown. Yeah, it took ten years. Yeah, that's the other thing. These things, these transitions can take a while. Right, but now you're serving the world in a major way. Yes. So that awareness, that noticing that you had that presence, has impacted millions of people around the world. So I want to acknowledge you for your commitment, Thank your you. dedication, your passion for this because. Uh, you know, you're serving so many people in the process. Thank you so much. Of course. And the final question is, what's your definition of greatness? I think greatness is is feeling great. Well, let me think about that because I could go different. I could go a couple different ways with this. <laughs> now that I'm starting to think about it, um, you know, I think greatness is. You know, I'm going to go back to gratitude. I think greatness is waking up every morning and feeling grateful for what you have and grateful for the world you live in and, and, and trying to, uh, do whatever you can during the day to be the best person you can possibly be, even in the, the smallest moments. And I think true greatness in that definition is quite hard because we all have, you know, it's easy, I think, to focus on big things like greatness is doing, you know, X or Y and doing that. But I think it's the moments throughout the day where we all lose ourselves and we all, you know, are upset in the line at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods. And But I think it's that idea of, you know, I think life in general, uh, success and greatness is made up of the smaller moments and really focusing on trying to get through them and be the best you can be. And it's hard. And we all have moments, myself included. So I think greatness is, and you'll never really get there, which is the beauty of it. Awesome. Jason, thanks so much for coming. Thanks so much, Lewis. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you again, guys, so much for being here. And this is episode number 303 with Jason. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to tag us both on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and share this with your friends. The link is lewishouse.com slash 303. The full video interview, the photos from today's uh, interview, the resources, all that stuff where you can get Jason's new book is at lewishouse.com slash 303. And please leave a comment on the blog or on the YouTube video and let me know what you thought of this interview. I really appreciate you guys. Again, I feel like the luckiest guy in the world and it means so much that you continue to show up, you're present, you listen. So many of you uh, you know, post photos of you running on the treadmill and say, I, I work out longer now and harder because I listen to the podcast and I just get in the zone and I get inspired. So for me, that's awesome. If you can, uh, you know, get some great knowledge and information and work on your body at the same time with the working out and listening to this, then that's a double, uh, double bonus. So I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And I hope you continue to spread the message of greatness. It's all about becoming the best version of ourselves and then making others better around us. That's what this is about. That's what it is to be great. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. You know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.
At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.